Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Josh Engelman for AwesomeO.com. And I am back with my top five tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks for week 10 in the NFL. Now be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman, so that you can get updates to my sim results as we get closer to Sunday's lock. Probably do something a little bit Saturday night. I'll definitely do a final update Sunday morning before I go live at 9 a.m. Eastern Time with Adam Scher for our NFL strategy show. Let me know in the comments section, who are your favorite options at tight end, wideout, running back, quarterback? I'm not too interested in your defenses, so you don't have to tell me those. But let me know, who do you have your eye on this week? Well, I think it's time to dive in to the tight ends. But before we dive into the tight ends, I do want to give a quick explanation to anybody that hasn't seen this before. So what I'm doing is simulating the slate over and over and over again, trying to find out who shows up in an optimal lineup. I take the results of every single individual simulation to find out who's there. So for example, Dallas Goddard is on the screen right now. Dallas Goddard, in the results of my simulation, shows up in the optimal lineup at tight end, or potentially, I guess, at flex, 6% of the time. That's a perfectly normal number for tight end. You'll see these numbers get a little bit higher at quarterback. Well, at running back and wide receiver, running back in particular this week. But for right now, just so you guys understand, the percentages that I'm talking about are my simulations based on my projections. Now we're starting at tight end. We're going to fill out that bottom part of my top 10 right now. Robert Tanyan coming in 10th. Greg Olson, Tyler Higby, TJ Hawkinson, bottom of my top 10. Dallas Goddard is on the outside looking in at number six. Who's my number five tight end? This is where we started off. Coming in number five, we've got Mike Kosicki, $4,300, 10.1 fantasy point projection, Has a date with the Chargers. That's my first has a date. I'm not going to do that again. I promise. I don't promise. I'll probably do it again and I won't notice. Uh, Dolphins, one and a half point favorites, 48 point total. Defense for the Chargers has been meh. Uh, They're not that great against the run. Pretty average against the pass. Kasiki's just sort of a guy. I I have to talk about him here because he shows up at number five, but 6.8% is not all that interesting. Got a decent floor we're hoping for touchdown luck. I don't have much else to say on Mike Kosicki. Now, number four, we're going to the opposite tight end. In that same game, Hunter Henry, 4,100, 11 fantasy point projection. This game is at Miami. 
Miami's defense, not great against the run, pretty solid against the pass, but you're playing Hunter Henry for the salary savings and for the potential of a pretty big game stack, if that's what you're looking for. He's not really likely to go huge. He's had a lot of like four for 40 type games over the past few weeks, but there seems to be enough volume there. Justin Herbert looks great. I know the defense is pretty solid for Miami. I'm not going to worry about it too much because what you're really hoping for here is a touchdown out of Hunter Henry. I don't think it's crazy. 7.7% chance of being in the optimal lineup. I will definitely be working him in as some salary savings. Now at number three, 3,900 projected for 10.2 fantasy points. I'm going to Austin Hooper. Cleveland has uh, gets to take on Houston. I almost said it already. It didn't even take very long. Cleveland's taking on Houston. Three and a half point favorites, 49 point line. Houston's defense stinks. Now, it's not like you're expecting Austin Hooper to go huge, and there is a pretty sizable opportunity for him to fail. 48% of the time, he goes less than 10, 10 fantasy points. I think that's okay, though. 3900 is not a salary that's going to kill you, and on the off chance that he has a day like we've seen in the past, his former Falcons life, then having Austin Hooper is going to be pretty valuable. 3900 just too cheap for the upside that he brings. Now, number two, 4900 Noah Fant. 12.6 fantasy point projection. This game is in Vegas. They are five-point underdogs with a 51-point total. That is a biggie. Fant got injured last week. Should be fine for this week. I think, I, did I say this week twice? Got injured last week. Should be fine this week is what I mean to say. Raiders defense, terrible. 32nd against the run, which doesn't really help Fant all that much, but 26 against the pass. They're just not stopping anybody uh they're just bad in DVOA terms. Again, you're not expecting Noah Fant to go crazy. 1.2% chance of going north of 30 fantasy points. But he does show up with the second highest optimal percentage to everybody at tight end. Tight end is really, really difficult this week. Unless you go to my number one guy. And at number one, by a mile, and we're staying in that same game, 22.6% chance of being in the optimal. He's 5,900, just shy of a 17-point fantasy projection. It's Darren Waller. At home, against Denver, five-point favorites, a game total north of 50. Denver's defense is solid. They are middle of the pack, 13th against the run, 12th against the pass. But Waller has the opportunity to put up a day that looks like a wide receiver's day. 6% chance of going north of 30. Very minimal bust opportunity, only an 8% chance of going less than 10 fantasy points. And as I mentioned out of the gate, 20, almost 23% chance of being in the optimal. He is just simply too good of a tight end in comparison to the rest of the tight ends. You can see his optimal percentage is more than double, no offense. It's more than the number two and number three guy combined. I don't see any other way Darren Waller is the best option at tight end. Now, ownership matters, so pay close attention in GPPs, but I'm expecting Darren Waller to be my cash game tight end. Now we head to the wide receivers coming in. Number 10, Tyler Lockett. Number 9, Robbie Anderson. Number 8, Terry McLaurin. 7, DJ Moore. 6, DK Metcalf. 2, Seattle Seahawks in the list, but not making the top 5. Metcalf on the outside looking in. Number five is Michael Thomas, 7,400, projected for 19.1 fantasy points, taking on the Niners, who are not very good. Um, Saints are 10-point favorites, 48.5-point game total. The Niners are pretty solid against the run. They are sixth in rushing DVOA. 
That's not really all that important for Michael Thomas. 19th against the pass. Thomas has the opportunity to go huge. Uh, 18% chance of going north of 30 fantasy points. He shows up in the optimal 14% of the time. And he's got a really, really nice floor. Uh, if he's on the field and is he is healthy, uh, the targets and the opportunities will be there. If he happens to get in the end zone, that's when you can get a truly monstrous Michael Thomas day. Now at number four, we've got Keenan Allen. Again, 7,100, 19.6 fantasy point projection. He does get that tough Dolphins defense. But you're expecting the Chargers to throw. I think that he and Justin Herbert are building a really nice rapport. I might have rostered Keenan Allen more than I've rostered any other wide receiver this season. He just sort of always shows, you know, he's projected for like 15% ownership. And I pretty much always get him in the 30 to 40 range. I, I just can't help it. I always have him. He is everything to this Chargers offense right now. 18% chance of going north of 30. 14.5% chance of being in the optimal lineup. Just edges out Michael Thomas. I understand that the matchup is tough, but I don't mind all that much. Close to a 50-point game total. Keenan Allen is just too big of a part of the Chargers offense for me to ignore him. At number 3, 7,500, 20.5 fantasy point projection. I'm going to Stephon Diggs. He's heading to Arizona, two and a half point underdogs for the Bills, but a 56 point total. Obviously, we know the Cardinals like to play at a pretty torrid pace. Their defense is okay-ish. You know, we're talking slightly above average. They rank 11th against the pass, 16th against the run. Nothing that I'm expecting that affects Stephon Diggs all that much. He does, however, have a monstrous opportunity to go big. He goes for north of 30 fantasy points 22% of the time. That's enough to get him in the optimal lineup 15.8% of the time. You can see that's a little bit of a step. Uh, ooh, don't want to be touching the microphone. I do that a lot. It's closer than it used to be. It used to come in from the side. Now, right in front of my face, I don't like it. Anyway, Diggs takes that little step up above Keenan Allen. Think pretty firmly into that number three spot. This is just a fantastic game to tackle from a DFS perspective. Like I said, this is a fantastic game to tackle from a DFS perspective. Number two and a big step up over Stephon Diggs. That would be DeAndre Hopkins, 7,700, projected for 21 and a half fantasy points. Taken on the Bills, who have a below average rushing defense and an average on the dot pass defense. Two and a half point favorites for the Cardinals at home. Monstrous total. You know they're going to run a ton of plays. Hopkins goes north of 30 almost a quarter of the time. Shows up in the optimal 17.5% of the time. You can see that is a big, big step forward from Diggs. I mean, even if you're just stacking this game, getting to Hopkins and Diggs is a really nice combination. Hopkins looks great here. I don't think there's much to have a problem with. I'm going to have a lot of DeAndre Hopkins. He looks great. But he's not my number one. As if there was any doubt, $9,000, 24.4 fantasy point projection for Devontae Adams. Gets to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. They stink. It's a home game. 13 and a half point favorites, a 50 point game total, and the worst pass defense in the league. All signs point to Devontae Adams. He goes for north of 30 fantasy points 36% of the time. Shows up in the optimal 21.5% of the time. Well north of DeAndre Hopkins in the two spot. You're trying to work him in in cash if you can afford him. Uh, there's a certain running back that should make that a little bit easier. I don't know what else to say. Like He's been an absolute terror for all of 2020. He gets the best matchup that he could possibly get in week 10. I'm not worried about the price. 
He looks fantastic. He is fantastic. Devontae Adams is number one. And if anybody tries to tell you that Devontae Adams is not the number one wide receiver this week, they are lying to you. Kicking off the running backs, number 10, we've got Antonio Gibson. Number nine, Jarek McKinnon. Number eight, DeAndre Swift, the guy that I feel like is permanently number eight. Number seven, Miles Sanders. Number six, just on the outside looking in, which makes me feel pretty good because if he's number six, maybe I'll get a little bit less for once. That would be Josh Jacobs. The most important thing, though, is who are the top five? Now at number five, we've got James Robinson. Uh, very similar in interest level here as I had for Devontae Adams because I assume the Jags get absolutely waxed and they're going to have to throw to try to keep up. 6,600 for James Robinson, 17.8 fantasy point projection. We know at Green Bay, 13.5-point dogs, a 50-point game total. Packers defense, not all that great. 22nd against the pass, 20th against the run. Robinson goes for north of 30, uh, almost 12% of the time, shows up in the optimal 15% of the time. You can see that giant gap. There is a huge tier split between James Robinson and Josh Jacobs. I really like Robinson. Uh, it's, it's not a great game for the Jags' chances of like actually winning, but from a fantasy perspective, this fits Robinson perfectly. Whether it's getting carries or being involved in the passing game, he's going to need to do both of those things. And with a 50-point game total, there's at least some room for the Jags to put some points on the board. Really like James Robinson, number five. Number four, we've got Duke Johnson. Return to Cleveland, I guess. 5K at Cleveland, three and a half point underdogs, 49-point game total, a 16-point fantasy point projection. Cav Whoa, I called them the Cavs. That's ridiculous. The Browns are the 18th ranked rush defense, 20th ranked passing defense. You're not expecting a monstrous day out of Duke Johnson. I think he only goes north of 30 like 7% of the time, but he does have a really high floor for this matchup. I like him more probably in a cash game scenario than I do in a GPP scenario, but he shows up in the optimal 16.6% .6 of the time. That salary, that 5K price tag is really nice. There's a pairing with him where you can really pay up at wideout if you're interested or for a second potential running back. I really like Duke Johnson as a value and he might just get overshadowed by a different running back. Now, if you want to spend a little salary at running back, 7,100 Shows up in the optimal 21% of the time. You can see this. It's another step up in tiers. It's Aaron Jones. 20.5 fantasy point projection. We know it's the matchup against the Jaguars. Huge favorites. So you're expecting a lot of work for Aaron Jones in the second half. If he can get those touchdowns in the first half, even better. And while the Jags defense is better against the run, it's still a bottom third defense, ranking 21st against the run. We know they stink against the pass. There are big things here. Aaron Jones goes for north of 30 fantasy points 19% of the time. Again, he shows up in the optimal 21% of the time, a large step ahead of Duke Johnson. There are only two guys that are better, and one of them is only there because he's got a broken price tag. Number two, by a hair, Alvin Kamara, 8,200. That is a monster, monster price. 22.8 fantasy points. Saints are 10-point favorites against San Francisco. Now, they're sixth against the run, which is not great against Kamara, but he can get it done in any way. I know the price is a little inflated having Michael Thomas out. I don't think it matters all that much. 19th against the pass. Look, Kamara is just going to be so heavily involved, whether it's carries or targets 
he's just going to get that sort of work. 20, north of 25% chance of going for 30 or more shows up in the optimal 21.1% of the time, one-tenth of a percent north of Aaron Jones. So I'm taking Kamara before I take Jones. Neither one of these guys are the top running back this week. I would be lying if I said it was somebody else. You guys know who this is about to be, but we got to talk about it anyway. Coming in number one at the flat minimum 4K, that would be Mike Davis. 18.5 point fantasy point projection. Panthers are six point dogs and a 50 point game total to the Bucks. Bucks defense is scary good. Third against the run, second against the pass, but honestly, it just doesn't matter. Mike Davis shows up in the optimal 36% of the time. Yes, let me repeat that. 36% of the time. Kamara is at 21. These guys are not close. He is quite clearly the best play on the slate, any position. He's probably going to end up being the best play of the entire season. That doesn't mean he can't fail. Pay close attention. He shows up in the optimal 36% of the time. That means there's a very large chunk of time where he doesn't. There's a 6% chance that he goes less than 10 fantasy points. So be aware of what you're doing. You have to play him in cash. There is no other scenario other than playing Mike Davis in a cash game. If you don't play him, you are making a gigantic mistake. Just put him in. Put him in right now. Save the rest of your lineup for later. But 4K Mike Davis is the best it's going to be. 36% chance of just simply being in the optimal. You cannot be in the optimal and still have a good day. There's no way around it. Mike Davis, numero uno. And finally, we head to the quarterback. So one last call. Please hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. And the biggie, follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman, so you can get the updates to these sims over the weekend. You don't want to miss out on the updated information that we get for guys being out, guys coming back. There's going to be fluctuations, probably not with Mike Davis, but there will be fluctuations, and you don't want to miss it. So follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Drew Locke, Drew Brees, back-to-back Drews, and Justin Herbert round out the bottom of my top 10. Here are the final five, the top five quarterbacks for week 10. Number five, we've got Derek Carr, 5,400, 19.6 fantasy point projection. I feel like he exists here every single week because his price is always so low and because Darren Waller is such a good value. I naturally get a lot of Carr plus Waller. I'm not all that worried about the Broncos. Raiders, five-point favorites, 50-point total. Carr can go north of 30, 12.5% of the time. You're never going to see a big number, like a really big number for a quarterback in the sim. 6% is good enough for me. Him going north of 30, those odds look good enough for me. You just need him to not go less than 10. Only happens 2.5% of the time. Really like Derek Carr this week. Number four, quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 6,321.3 fantasy point projection. Gets the head to Carolina. Six point, I have that entered incorrectly and you can tell. Six point favorites for sure in Carolina, even though it's reading as six point underdogs. 51 point total. Really just not very good Carolina defense, 24th against the run, 21st against the pass. Shows up in the optimal 6.5% of the time. The piece that I like the most, 18.5% chance of going north of 30. That's what you're looking for in a GPP. Doesn't really matter which quarterback you get, but you do want them to put up a big day. North of 30 would work for Tom Brady. Now this one I love, and you can see we're going to a different tier. Number three, Josh Allen, 7,500. Really big projection, 26.1 fantasy points. This is at Arizona, a 56-point game total. 
Uh, 16th against the run, that favors Allen. 11th against the pass, that doesn't, that's not like a detriment to Josh Allen. Goes for north of 30, buckle up, 34% of the time. I love Josh Allen here. The $7,500 price tag isn't my favorite price in the world, but I think this matchup in particular, this game in particular, is a really nice fantasy option. Getting him with Stefan Diggs, bringing him back with DeAndre Hopkins, it all looks really good. Or you can go to Green Bay, pay $7,900 for Aaron Rodgers, pair him up with Devontae Adams, and get weird. 24.3 fantasy points, a 28% chance going north of 30. Basically an impossibility to go less than 10 13 and a half point favorites against the Jags, the 50 point total and the worst pass defense in the league. All signs point to Aaron Rodgers having a really big day. I could certainly see something where he's like 12 of 15 for 290 yards in the first half and a couple of touchdowns. You just want to hope that they go to the wide receivers that you stacked him with. I love Rodgers. He's my number two quarterback, a decent step ahead of Josh Allen. I really squeaked my voice there. That wasn't appealing. Who's number one, though? The final player of the video. And at 10.3% chance of being in the optimal number one, 8K, Kyler Murray, 27.1 fantasy point projection at home against Buffalo. Slight favorites, monster total, uh, a rush defense in the bottom third, a pass defense that is basically average. Close to 40% chance of going north of 30 fantasy points. 10% chance of being in the optimal. If he can get himself a rushing touchdown, you're feeling really good. I'm not too worried about which quarterback I end up with. I'm really happy to get DeAndre Hopkins and have Kyler Murray with him. But if you're just picking one quarterback and one quarterback only, I don't think that there is a better one this week than Kyler Murray. That will do it, folks. That is my top five tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks for week 10. Thank you very much for watching it. As I mentioned before, we'll have updates throughout the weekend, so follow me on Twitter. I'm back at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday morning with Adam Scher for our NFL strategy show, and then again at noon, live before lock with Chris Spaggs and Greg Ehrenberg. So please tune in. Good luck this weekend. I'll talk to you again next weekend. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.